The Altar Life. Two hours of the best Christian music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That's right. Why in the world do kamikaze pilots wear helmets? I have no idea, but what I do know is, is that it's another time for the altar life with Brent and Jeff. And I'm Brent. And I'm Jeff. How's it going, all you Good. crazy people it's going out well. there? well. Thanks for asking. I wasn't asking you. <laughs> I was asking people out there. Oh. But while we're on the topic, Jeff, how are you doing this evening? I feel good. Oh, that's good. I knew that I would, though. <laughs> na 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 <laughs> Why don't you email a song request to us? Requests at thealterlife.com. Yeah, that way we can figure out what we're actually, you know, going to be playing every night. If you can help us out, that would be wonderful. Yeah, because, I mean, we got enough to worry about, let alone picking the songs. Come on, people. <laughs> Wake <laughs> up. <laughs> what do you think? We like picking the songs for radio shows? Yeah, we actually love we, it. That's our favorite this. part. <laughs> yes, right. We'll play this song. <laughs> yeah, that song rocks. Let's do that one. Yeah. Um, What's our theme tonight, Brand? We're talking about, um, well, the title is The Greatest of These Is... Dot, dot, dot. You fill in the blank. Um, the suspense is killing me. Yeah, it's, you know, I was, first thing that came to my mind actually was caramel for some reason. I don't know why. Caramello? <laughs> caramel. Greatest candy bar ever. <laughs> the greatest of these is caramel. No. no. Silly. The greatest of these is, the Bible says, the greatest of these is love. And so we're going to be talking about the greatest thing is love. Um, we're going to be talking about, you know, how this love, how love... Um, should be the the sole thing that changes and moves us and changes the direction of our lives um, and, you know, is the central theme of our whole life. Yeah, anything uh, that you can think of that you would try to top love with, Yeah, too bad. If you think right and wrong is greater than love, yeah. then you're wrong. It's like, <laughs> uh, how about faith? Um, no. Love. <laughs> love is greater than that. The Bible said so. How about peace? No. Love is greater than that. <laughs> Um, so and you know what? God is love, yes. and he's the greatest. And that's why we're here doing this show every Saturday night, 9 o'clock, The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. <laughs> Music, truth, real, period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, so anyway, we're going we're gonna to be talking about probably hanging out most of the time in 1 Corinthians 13. You know, that's the love chapter. And of course, oh, you hear that in every wedding, you know, every... <laughs> You know, official celebration where people are supposed to love each other. Yeah. You know, someone pulls out the old First Corinthians thirteen, but um, Barry White <laughs> reads it. He's like, "Baby, <laughs> love never fails." <laughs> the love doctor is here. <laughs> Brett and I are the love doctors. Thanks for tuning in. First Corinthians thirteen. I believe that Paul describes God's love. This love of which I speak is slow to lose patience. It looks for a way of being constructive. It does not keep account of evil or gloat over the wickedness of other people. On the contrary, it is glad with all good men when truth prevails. Love knows no limit to its endurance, no end to its trust, no fading of its hope. It can outlast anything that is, in fact, the one thing that still stands when all else has fallen. The greatest of all is love. What do you say we uh, crank it up a notch? I'm intrigued. The Altar Life. With Brent and Jeff. Ever stays red, blue. Now it's time for some of the Bible. 
which we've been waiting for. <laughs> this is going to be Brent sharing his heart for 1 Corinthians 13. Thank you for that lead-in. That was very nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> it was very ridiculous. <laughs> Let's read some word, all right? 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. Let's let's keep reading. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Skipping down to the bottom, verse 13, and now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is Carmel. (laughs) No, is love. Is love. Oh, that was so heretical just then. I know. (laughs) But that's okay. I like how he says, uh, love does not parade itself. It's just really funny. Like, if you get that image in your head. Yeah, like, you, you, you look like a mummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, it like, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't parade myself around. But, yeah, you probably do. I do. I know, like, when I do something good, I give myself a little pat on the back there, and I'm like, yeah, the Jeff Parade has <laughs> come around the corner, and it's in forward. <laughs> but anyway. Swinging that flag. <laughs> no, but, you know, the point of tonight <clears throat> that we just kind of wanted to to delve into a little bit is you know there's so often where as believers we can just slide right into this uh christian lifestyle and we have our little doctrines you know we have our what we think is good and we think is right and we think is wrong and um we'll even go so far as to tell someone that they're wrong um just because we we believe it and uh, we'll say you're wrong you know you should be doing this or that or this or that um, but this this passage says, you know, all these amazing things Paul said you can do. You know, I can move mountains, I can prophesy, I could, um, you know, I can understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge of faith, and I can be so smart and feed the poor and be burned at the stake. But it says if I do all those amazing things and I don't have love, and I'm not loving those around me, and I'm not loving the Lord, you know, it's really nothing. It doesn't profit a single thing. Yeah, it's all vanity. It's like. I did these things so that I could do them and get all the credit for them. You know, there are tons of people that have the gift from the Lord of, you know, the gift of the you know word of knowledge. They may have something for somebody and say, hey, you know, the Lord's been speaking to me about you and I've just been praying for you. And that's great. But then there's other times when people walk in and be like, I got a word for you, bro. You need to get it, you know. And then we're not talking Beware. about like when somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, God showed me that you're in sin and you need to repent." I mean, that's like yeah, right. that's the kind of stuff that they do in love. But there's other times when they're like, "Yeah, I just don't think that that's for you, bro." Yeah. Beware of being broed. <laughs> that's like the 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 most negative. It can bro. be positive and it can be way negative at the same time, bro. That's true. But you know, it's all about love here on the altar life. Here's Toby Mac, double play. Here's no ordinary love. Talking about loving other people and so often, you know, even unsaved people, um, as believers, we can um, go up to these unsaved people or just people who are struggling, um, backslidden or, you know, prodigal, and they're just like far away from the Lord. You know, and we come in with our little five, three-point sermon, you know, that we want to unleash 
Yeah. Um, or, you know, we just want to, you know, we try to slip people, you know, a track in people's hamburger bun or something. <laughs> and, and you, know, you know, they're biting down and, you know, this juicy burger and they get a piece of paper stuck in their teeth. Um, you know, because we want to get our point across. You know, we want to get our, our doctrine across. And um, Paul, Paul kind of refutes that in a way when he says, you know, you could do all this amazing stuff, but if you're not loving the person, it just sounds like a big clanging cymbal or some sounding brass, you know, bong, yeah. and people are like, oh, what's that noise, you know, get away from me. Yeah, I've heard that noise before, you know, yeah. if somebody comes to well, that talking well, about well. Jesus and that condemning, like, judgmental attitude, and that's the thing, like, we could get so judgmental, and, you know, we don't show love to people, we're like, I'm right, because I know I am, and let me tell you exactly why, <laughs> like, yeah. instead of being like, in love saying you know what I'm going to pray for you I'm going to you know I know you're struggling and you may not even agree with me on this but I'm going to pray for you there's a, a huge difference there than just being like Mr. I'm right and you have to you know I'm going to convince you why and that's what a lot of times we can approach especially within the church when we we have a, a brother who's struggling uh, or a brother who uh, just isn't where he needs to be and you know and God has maybe even revealed to you, but there's the way of love that yeah. that out, outshines all that. And Paul says that he's like, I, you know, I get the knowledge and the mysteries of all faith. He's like, but if I just go up to somebody and shoot them my mouth off, and there's no love, it doesn't profit anything. It, you know, you lose a brother in a sense. And he talks about it in you know chapter twelve and chapter eleven of Corinthians, leading up to this chapter. Yeah. Very important that we read uh, in context. Uh, so why don't you grab your Bibles if you're at home. If you're in the car, keep your eyes on the road and uh, stay tuned for more music. But Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's so important to build relationships with people. And um, it's kind of hard to build a relationship with somebody when all you tell them is what they need to do with their life, you know? Yeah. And um, when all you're preaching is just preaching and you're not, you're not, you're not loving them, you're not serving them, you're not, um, you know, support, you're not feeding them, you're not giving them clothes to wear, you're not serving them, you're just... You know, sitting up on your little high horse because, of course, you are the believer. You are the Christian. Um, and, you know, it just loses its effect. You know, God wants us to love each other. So, um, yeah, and one thing I think you said in the beginning that it's worth mentioning again because he is our ultimate example of love is when you said, you know, Jesus, God is love. You know, it says that in the Word. And um, so let's, you know, I think it's interesting to look at Jesus' life and parallel that and see, well, how do you really supposed to love somebody? Because um, there's so many cases where Jesus... Um, you know, maybe did something that was controversial in the Christian world um, in the name of love that completely had an impact and turned people's lives around. Yeah. Um, which we'll be getting to in hour two, but um, stay tuned because we got yeah. a lot of great music. And uh, we're not kidding when we say God's truth in real period. You know, it's a kind of funny and stuff, but music, it's very, uh, God can use it to minister to your heart. The truth of God's word, you know, can cut to the cut, cut to the, the quick, as they say. So keep it locked here for another hour. Yo, up, up, and beyond till, you know, an hour later. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So, you know, we're going to be talking about our unbelievable right now and what we think is unbelievable. And it's kind of seasonal, this unbelievable, uh, because we're in the Christmas season and um it's our yuletide edition of the unbelievable <laughs> segment <laughs> and uh it's pretty ridiculous if you think about how you know m- masses in drones you know, <laughs> head to the <laughs> like shopping shopping, shopping eh, areas shopping. and they go to the mall at christmas time and the mall is just not <laughs> it's just not a safe place <laughs> for your women and children at the, <laughs> around christmas time <laughs> 
those that are weak, <laughs> weak of heart, turn back here. <laughs> they should put on the malls. Go to the local the store. <laughs> Don't go to the mall, dude. It's the worst when you have to. It's weird when you're. It's like Christmas Eve. Like I usually wait, and I'm like, well, it's because then I shot better when I'm under the gun because I don't second guess my decisions or whatever. Like that's such a lame excuse. Yeah, it is for procrastination. Yep. But you, when you're at the mall and you can't find the spot, you, you're just. Barking. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like you're driving down, and you're like, oh, there's a spot, and then you get up to the spot, and there's like the short compact car there, yeah, right. and you're like, oh. <laughs> What a tease. Or it's like a handicapped spot. And you're like, what's it doing out in the middle of the parking lot? <laughs> it's like, it's just some random stuff happening to keep you from your destination of getting the gift that you should have gotten, you know. And there's a the lady, you know, with the walker and she takes like about two steps every minute and she's walking <laughs> to her car and you're more than willing to wait until she gets there because you, that, that spot is so precious to you. And then there's that person who comes zooming in in their little sports coupe and they like park in a spot that's not even a spot like on the, where the, all the bars are like the cross lines and you're like there's uh, never a cop around when people do this kind of stuff except for when I do it. <laughs> and then you walk into the mall and then there's a three hour line to wait to see a stranger in a red costume. <laughs> yeah, I know, parents, we let... Our kids sit on the lap of a complete stranger who's <laughs> like all hairy and he's sitting there for hours and hours. <laughs> it's like he's pretending to be somebody who's pretend. <laughs> it's kind of uh, ridiculous. What are we doing here? I don't know. It's cheaper to just buy a costume, take the picture, and then you're done. You and then return the costume. On. Yeah. <laughs> Or just, know. You know, if, you sell, if you sell Santa costumes, I didn't really Buy a it. Santa cardboard cutout, have your kids stand in front of it, take a picture every year, and mark their height on the co- <laughs> the cardboard cutout. <laughs> well, you got 10 days left, so make sure that, um, you know, you, uh, you know, give, pace it out, you know, don't, yeah. don't try to rush it all in one day, because you know what? You're not going to be able to do it in one make day. Make your Christmas shopping like Hanukkah, a gift every night. Yes. You're just like, okay, I'm going to take care of my mother this year. You know, I'd be night. content just to give somebody a hug for Christmas, you <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> give this coupon is good for one hug from Brent. <laughs> or Jeff from the Alter Life. And we're talking about the greatest of these. Perfect theme for this time of year, Christmas. Um, the love. Um, because Jesus came to this world and was our ultimate example of love. And uh, you know, we see that throughout the Gospels. Yeah, Jesus didn't wait for the world to clean itself up um, before he could find himself you know, fit in a human costume. He, he showed love by coming while it was at its worst state. Because when... He got here. All he found was sinners, so he had to die for them um, in order to get them uh, back to God. And there are tons of examples. One of the examples I think of is the the story of the adulteress who is brought to Jesus by the Pharisees who are just saying everything that she's done wrong. She's been caught. We're going to kill her, but what do you say? And Before Jesus says anything, he gets down on the ground. Um, you know, he, he writes in the sand, and there's a lot of debate on what he wrote, but ultimately... He said, "Where you know, whoever has not sinned cast the first stone. He showed love in the mercy that he showed towards her. And they all leave. And he says, where are your accusers? Yeah. You know, everybody's going to come at you with, hey, hey you need to do this. And, and I'm going to talk to you and tell you what's wrong with your life. Instead of going, going in love and saying, hey, you know, where are your accusers? You know, I don't accuse you. Just go and sin no more, he said to the woman. Yeah. He, he showed her mercy and love before he told her what to do and that is a lot of a lot of times that's the th- we get it the other way around we're like this is what you do and then i'll welcome you in <laughs> to my you know click or whatever and and also the story of the leper when this man had not been touched for years and he was full of leprosy luke tells us the doctor and 
Jesus, before he said a word, before he healed, it says he touched him. Like it's, it makes a specific note. It says he touched him and he said, I am willing to be healed. That guy received so much love through that touch um, before Jesus even healed him. And a lot of times we need to, to extend love to somebody in order to win them to Christ, in order to win them back on the track of it's straight and narrow. A lot so. of Christians, a lot of Christians today would have put gloves on. Let me sterilize myself. Go get clean first, then I'll love you. Then I'll give you a hug. Jesus yeah. does not feel that way. He cleans his fish after he catches them. Amen. We're going to continue with this theme. The greatest of these is love because why would we stop? We're almost done. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, and it's neat to read First Corinthians. Like the whole, the whole chat, the whole book is great. Um, but when you read chapter thirteen in its context, and you read the chapters prior, um, Paul's kind of laying out and talking about specific things that the Corinthians were not doing or were doing that was incorrect. And he's going through and he's telling them, you know, hey, don't do this or do this or hey, when someone does this, do this, and when someone does that, do that. Um, and there's a bunch. It seems like at, you know when you just read that chapter in you know in and of itself, you kind of think, wow, Paul's really just laying down the law, all the rules on how to be, you know, to do this and to do that. But um, this time I was reading through it in my personal devotions, and I was getting to the point where, you know, I was just seeing Paul's heart as he's telling the Corinthians all this stuff. You know, he's not just giving them a bunch of rules. Um, he's not laying down the law, so to speak. He's he's got their best interest in mind, and he's saying, you know, guys, you know, you should be you know, don't just, you know, tell people that they're, they're in sin because they're eating food from idols. You know, he's saying, you know, the, you know, idols are just being a bunch of wooden statues. They're not, we don't, we all know they don't mean anything. He's like, but just don't, you know, don't be ignorant and just go, um, eat the food if you're going to stumble your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, or he's talking about, you know, don't take your brothers to, to court. Um, he's, you know, he's talking about sexual sin. He's talking about all this stuff. And he's, and he's going through this, all this stuff, and he's basically culminates in 13 when he, in, you know, and says, you know what? You know, you could do a whole bunch of things good and a whole bunch of things not good. But if you haven't loved your brother in the process, you know, if you, know, if you haven't put yourself out there and really um, thought of your brother first, then you're in sin. You know, even if you're doing the right thing. He says in this, in this book, he says, you know, some things are... You know, are good for me to do, but they're not expedient. They're not things that I should do right now because you know it would put my brother out, or would you know it would be stepping on my brother's toes. And um, it's just something to think about. You know, as we're walking through our Christian lives, we can so easily it just can become a part our Christian life and our and our walk with Him could become selfish, um, where it's all about us and all about what we can get out of the deal. And um, you know, we often lose sight of. You know the other people around us. I do. I mean, I lose sight of the fact that I have a hurting brother that's sitting next to me. That um, because and I'm just worried about going out and getting something to eat. <laughs> it's good to eat. Um, it's a good thing for me to eat, but it might not be expedient for me to just run out right now and grab something to eat if I could stay for ten more minutes and encourage that my hurting brother is sitting next to me at church or whatever. So, um, anyway, I went on and on and on. Yeah, but that's cool. All right, that was delirious. Love is the compass. Hey, have you gone out and bought us a Christmas present yet? I'm just wondering, because <laughs> if you if you did, how are you going to get it to us? I don't know. You don't even email us. How are you going to mail something to us? Why don't you email us? Shout out at thealterlife.com. Tell us you got us a Christmas present. Yeah, yeah. Christmas at thealterlife.com. Don't worry, we'll accept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> www.thealterlife. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> you know, we're talking about love, and then we're talking, then we're sitting here like asking people to send us stuff. Yeah, that's pretty lame. Yeah, it is pretty lame indeed. Could be hypocritical. Yeah, yeah, hey, um, it's not. don't worry about it. If you We're guys think about it when you're uh, doing your devotions or whatever, why don't you lift us up, Brent and Jeff? 
because we're doing this ministry and, and um, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but just be praying for us, you know, uh, when we're in this, in the trenches, um, fighting the enemy together. It's fun to read 1 Corinthians 13. We're going to start in verse 4. And it's fun to put your name in the, uh, you know, in there. Well, it's not really fun because you realize how far away you are from being loving. Uh, but then it's really fun to put in <laughs> Jesus' name after it. So, um, you know what? I'll read. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna read this through, and we're gonna put our names in, and then, um, you know, then Jeff, maybe you could read it through and put Jesus's name in, um, or whatever. Maybe we could go back and forth. The altar life, Brent and Jeff suffers long and are kind. Brent and Jeff does not envy. Brent does not parade itself, nor Jeff does, and is not puffed up. <laughs> right. We do that all the, all the whole show. Yeah. Brent and Jeff do not behave rudely. They do not seek their own. They are not provoked. They think no evil. That's just not true. If anything, the altar life of listeners are the ones who suffer long. <laughs> Every Saturday night from 9 to 11. <laughs> and um, that. They, re, uh, you know. they do not rejoice in iniquity. They do not... But they rejoice in truth. They rejoice in the music truth, real period. That's true. <laughs> uh, Jeff and Brent bear all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Not. Brent and Jeff never fail. <laughs> That's ridiculous. To even it's say. completely ridiculous. But, um, you know, the greatest of these is Brent and Jeff. That does not no, fit. It's so horrible. <laughs> so horrible. But if we put Jesus in there sounds a lot different. Jesus suffers long and is kind. Jesus does not envy. Jesus does not parade himself. Jesus is not puffed up. Jesus does not behave rudely. Jesus does not seek his own. That's the, that's the most important thing. That's one way you can show love is to, to put others before yourself. Um, Jesus is not provoked. Jesus thinks no evil. Just think about that. That there's not a, an evil thought on Jesus' mind. And Paul says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Um, does not, uh, Jesus does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Jesus bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Jesus never fails. Now abide, faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's <Good>. pretty important. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, and it's it's such a... A challenging thing for us, you know, as we're, you know, we're all in process. You know, God hasn't been, isn't through with us yet, and um, He's still working out on us and changing us and allowing our hearts to decrease as um, and our flesh to decrease as Jesus becomes more and more um, apparent in our lives. And, and when we say Jesus, you know, that His love is becomes more and more apparent and more obvious in our lives. Jeff, you got something? Yeah, to read? verses uh, from Philippians. I had quoted the. Philippians 2 5, but we'll start from the beginning of the chapter. Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus. That's so important that we take on Jesus' perfect example of how to love um, without seeking our own interests, without having to be right. Loving uh, someone is more important than being right and then being wrong. And we have to remember that. 
um, above all else because if we get if that gets clouded then we're in a, a rough position yeah so make that be our challenge this evening to really put on the mindset of Christ and to let God's love shine through you we can't do it on our own because we're just a bunch of selfish people um, but through Jesus through Jesus we can you know love the world um, and um, you know hopefully we can see that in our own lives that love of Christ all right so until next week be cool cats live a life of love for Christ <laughs> <laughs>